0: Hey, we're back. This is episode 30 of the
1: Rain City Bunker podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brown, and I'm here with Greg Moon. Hey, Andy, it's good to be back. It's been, um, what did I say, two years since we've done an episode. Yeah. So I think one of the last uh, episodes we talked about that I got engaged. Right, right. So that was the starting of a life change for me, so I ended up getting married, and I have two kids now. (laughs) I inherited two kids, and it's busy and fun and crazy, and... Andy, you know the drill. You have a similar situation, so we just—I've been completely slammed for about two years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, um, and you were saying when we last did our our last podcast
1: that you you had
0: actually taken your trip to
1: Vietnam, right? Yes, uh, I need to go back and re-listen, but uh, I had our we had our engagement party in Vietnam, and I think it was September of sixteen. Yeah. So that's two years ago. We came back. I came back. Yeah. And we did the podcast for that Halloween. Yeah. And uh, so that that was two years ago, and we've been.
0: Oh, and I don't, I don't know if you you want to mention it too much, but I think your unfortunately your dad passed away in that interim as well. Yes.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, a huge change in my life. As I was getting married. Yeah. (laughs) So my uh, fiance came over with her children, and right before, like I think the week before they came over, my dad passed away. Oh, he didn't even get to meet them. No, I'm sorry. They were close on social media, so that was kind of gratifying. Yeah. And they did go to his funeral service oh, interesting. at um, Blessed Sacrament, his yeah. church in yeah. the North Seattle by University District. Yeah. So they did go to the service. Yeah, I, it was very sad that they didn't actually meet in person, but they did have a relationship, and uh, so they, they knew each other. Yeah. So, yeah, not nothing too particularly exciting.
0: I, I had my uh, 50th birthday Yeah, over yeah. the summer. Um, I went to that party. You went to that party. This, this summer was was interesting for me because it was it felt like a very circular that's what i kept telling people a very circular summer i had um my good friend and former roommate come out and uh she happened to be coming out with her band right around the same time as my birthday so she was able to she lives in the bay area now and she was able to visit um shortly after my birthday i had my original college roommate um you know who was my original housemate out here in uh seattle um and uh you know so I saw him again very circular and then you know there there were some very cool things there were you know i don't want to go into the details because it's not mine to tell but there was kind of a sad uh not somebody close to me but um there was a a death this summer that was really sad it was yeah. young per, young person, a young young person and, yeah and it really gets you thinking about um about that kind of thing. Oh, I, I will say what it was kind of interesting about that. I mean, that's a terrible way to put it. But uh, my girlfriend and I had already planned. We always, we look to find like weird, quirky, fun things sometimes when we have time to go do something. And we had already planned to go to what was like a, a witch's conference. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah. It, well, yeah, maybe I didn't. Um, and it happened to... We'd already made plans to do it. We'd already set, set aside time to do it. And we weren't going to go in a mocking way. I mean, we'd go in a respectful way, but, you know. But in a
1: more of an observer I mean, than a participant.
0: Exactly. My girlfriend and I are not witches or Wicca or however you want to talk about it. Um, and uh, I'm, you know, interested in that stuff. But I, uh, uh, but what was interesting is the bad news about the death of this, this young person um, happened. We, we found out that morning that we were going to go to do that and you know i asked uh jackie do you want to cancel and she was like no no let's still go to do it and it actually kind of turned out to be really a good thing because the people that were there it was very small mm-hmm. you know um where was it oh i knew you're gonna ask that i forget it was within downtown North. yeah one of the um Shoot, I can't remember the neighborhood. But North End, the, South End. I don't know. What's Seattle? I'm terrible with you know I'm terrible <laughs> with that. And and it, but it was a neighborhood I don't go to very often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Was that a community center or something? Yeah, or was someone's that, house or no, it was at a community okay. center. And that was another thing for me. That kind of reminded me of my days of going to uh, commuting to a branch of Yukon to a small campus. It wasn't a campus, but it had that the yeah. buildings had that same kind of feel. And the the people were you know, it was just it, it was a really good vibe. It was very mm-hmm you know most of the participants were female had a very kind of nurturing kind of female vibe to mm-hmm. it so this thing that we kind of we kind of started off intending to do as just kind of a curiosity kind of actually actually was felt like the right the fortunate right
1: thing to do yeah. at that time yeah great you know? Great, let's talk a little bit more about that in a minute, because I didn't even know that Yeah, I I can't remember who I told you. So we're going to do just a quick little background. Yeah. Uh, So uh, when my fiancé, then soon after wife, got here, uh, I was slammed, and I was aware that our uh, raincitybunker.com name was going to go away. Andy pinged me, and I kind of just ignored it, (laughs) (laughs) and it died. So we lost our old website. Um. being live yeah. and uh we lost our name because someone came in and swooped up our name thinking someone which that
0: hap- that tends to yeah. happen right do, do they is there a way this is what i wonder are there people that kind of collect urls and then once they notice that they're maybe not owned by somebody
1: they grab them i think so i think it's a yeah. business yeah and so i and you know i think because I've looked up how much it costs a yeah. lot of time to buy. Even a basic no one cares about Earl, kind of like ours. Ours is yeah. kind of cool, I think, but yeah. not a lot of other people are interested in it. And I think $200, $300, 400 So they probably swoop up these abandoned Earls thinking, or, or Earls that just no one's ever bought. Right. These uh, domain names, I guess, is the way yeah. to, to describe it. And uh, they just buy it, park it, and you know, figure some. the guys will come calling someday. They, they and, essentially hold it for ransom. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And hoping they, that you'll buy it back. So I felt kind of dumb that we let it lapse, but just you know, life. I had no time. So anyway, uh, I think you suggested that I, I look for it, or that well, you t- you checked can, it, right? No, I can tell you exactly what happened.
0: I was I was texting back and forth with my friend Jen, the aforementioned mm-hmm. Jen, who came out with her band, and she, I think she was asking about the podcast, and she was what what was the name of that, and I told her the story, and she found our old blog spot yeah that's thing. still up which we it, never really used much, we didn't really use that that much and um and it just got me thinking i'm like oh what the heck i'll i'm gonna take a look to see if, and all of a sudden i noticed oh, it's open again
1: and we we knew it got taken yeah right right but then you know you looked it up and you found it was open yeah i found it was open and i so andy told me i bought it yeah. we own it um and so uh andy wanted to do the podcast again i said well i'm gonna make time because i yeah. Don't want to give my – I mean, I love my family. I've talked to Andy about this, but need a little time to do some side things. Right. So um, I've rebuilt the website with Andy's Blessing, and he kind of okay every step so it looked good. And so the website, I think, looks way better. The old website was uh, kind of a 90s vibe. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it was kind of kitschy and corny and funny. But uh, we're going a little more modern, Uh, still have kind of a dark – kind of feel it's a rain city bunker right but anyway so and i'm gonna launch the new website after we get this podcast ready to to publish yeah now uh so when i was going to rebuild the website i discovered i was missing three episodes unfortunately and i found one of them yeah and andy's looking for the other two yeah i might have so we might i think hopefully we'll have the whole library back but i'm not sure how much that's required but anyway it'd be nice to have for us and so anyway we're gonna launch a new website same, same address, same URL, uh, raincitybunker.com. And uh, I guess that's about what we want to talk about that. So we've been gone and, you know, our 10 listeners are <laughs> we'll be happy to hear that we're back.
0: Well, it, and we were going to talk about the, one of the, uh, the other things that happened in the time that we were off um, Art Bell who was kind of an inspiration to uh, not only us but a uh, you know a lot of other people who do radio shows and podcasts and so forth and was the creator of Coast to Coast AM. He passed away, I believe, in April.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I told you you hadn't heard. Yeah, which well, I thought was funny because yeah. you're a huge fan. I'm a, a fan, but yeah. I, I didn't. Well, listen I, would, quite I as... wouldn't say huge, huge fan, but I mean, well, but, well you listen to I, that memory, a lot. a lot of memories. I mean, maybe not a fan, but you yeah. listen to Coast to Coast, so you heard. Yeah. You heard him do. Dozens of episodes. Yeah, probably, right. Yeah, at least. Um,
0: and you know what I was saying to what I was saying to Greg is that what Bell kind of he kind of represents or embodies a certain time in my life when I was working nights. I was a lot younger. Was working nights. Graveyard is a graveyard shift, it? and really, he had the most listen most listenable show on at that time I think I mean everything else was like your standard kind of music stations and then political talk and everything and uh, his show was really fun to listen to and when you found out a little bit about how he did his show they essentially I don't know how he worked this out but the network that he was on uh, which I can't remember the name of the premier radio network I think Mm -hmm. uh, they let him broadcast out of his House he had a home studio, and they let him broadcast out of his house in Parump, Nevada. In live, right? Well, Li- oh, yeah, live, wasn't yeah. No, was it was pod- not a podcast. No, it was broadcasting live. And you know, he had pictures. One of the other things that was interesting about Art Bell is he was kind of on the leading edge of having his own branded website. Uh, he had a webcam before anybody I knew had a webcam. Um, you know, uh, it, he was kind of out there. On the edge with the technology, and yeah, you know, so on his early website, you would see he'd have pictures of his house, which was just like a single-story ranch house with a with a studio attached, like out in the desert, in the middle of nowhere. So that kind of lent to that atmosphere as you have this voice, you know, coming out of the dark, yeah, in the, the middle nowhere. of the desert. You know, yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I I kind of I kind of missed that. It did prompt me to dig up, I think in boy in 2002 or three. Um, I think it was when he was actually going to, he kind of retired and came back and, you know, there was, you know, and then he part-time hosted a variety of things. But I think it was when he first did his first kind of retirement from the show. Mm-hmm. They, for people who subscribed and I subscribed cause you could download the shows as podcasts, as, mm-hmm. as MP3s, right. um,
1: listen at another time.
0: Yeah. And, and that's kind of how I began to listen to a show. Um, but for members, they offered like a little uh, it was like a little CD and a little bit of little certificate and everything and it came and I, Greg, I dug that up and we can get pictures of it and everything but it's kind of funny because the the little uh, CD is shaped like an alien head like <laughs> and it's green and uh, it's it was just kind of funny to find the thing yeah. and you know dig it up and not
1: that's that important, but he was in his seventies when he passed.
0: Yeah, he was a heavy smoker, uh-huh. and I think he di- He did die of yeah, lung disease, I but believe. he was seventies. Yeah. I, th-
1: I think so. That yeah. sounds about right. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, so I mean, we gotta give him credit yeah. for inspiring us to do our podcast. Yeah, uh, and we typically cover those kind of similar topics. Yeah, although we do some science too. Yeah. But we do kind of the crazy and i always just kind of wanted to
0: stuff i i was in not that we really went down this road too much but i always wanted to, our podcast to be a little bit more um anything weird or unusual yeah. whether like, it's
1: real or real or, or just hypothetical stories yeah. and stuff yeah
0: and as and,
1: and unusual science
0: yeah or you know the uh, kind of it was a little bit of a deviation from what we normally did but uh you know one of my favorites was my interview with the fight guy with you the fight guy um i listened to part of that when i was putting the website back together (laughs) i listened to a lot of our episodes so um so yeah and that's how i'd like to keep it is like anything unusual or anything um so
1: uh so yeah uh, so we gotta give some honor to art bell for inspiring us because he he did he create that show coast to coast or did he make it famous i I think he
0: did create it, actually. So he created it and made it famous. Yeah, he I mean, made it famous, and I think yeah. it got picked up by a by network. Cool. And, um, yeah, so uh, this is where we're right on the doorstep of Halloween.
1: Yes. In fact, that's part of the inspiration. Uh, we've really focused on um, – we always enjoyed Halloween, so we always made sure we did a Halloween episode. And Andy kind of started pinging me very in his very nice way, like, hey, we should do a podcast. <laughs> And uh, he said, well, you know, Halloween's coming up. So uh, that's part of the reason we're here again uh, and uh, just getting it going. And I wanted to share something about Halloween that I got to experience last year because I'm newly married. I have two children. Oh, b- they w- both went with me. I took them both out trick-or-treating last year. So they were 5 and 12, 5 and 11. Yep. So, so we went around the neighborhood. Trick or treating—it was so much fun, Andy. It was—it brought back so many memories, and I think that's what's kind of being cool about being a parent. You get to kind of relive your childhood a little bit, right? So we went trick or treating, and you know they're 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 from Vietnam. They're a different country, so they never had gone trick or treating before. Were, were
0: they aware of what it was? Did they
1: sort of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're vaguely aware of Halloween. Yeah, of I'm not sure if they knew about trick or treating, right? So, and we had a lot of fun. We went to the West Seattle. West Seattle had kind of a fall festival, right? So, uh, the little one. Dressed up as a butterfly fairy, yeah. the older one dressed up as a black cat, and uh, they had like a trick or treating. It's right around where they have the farmers market down right. in West uh, Seattle. We, I think
0: that's a more common thing now, is neighborhoods and yeah. stores kind of do and that. And we did you know?
1: that, and I think that was a week before Halloween. It was yeah. a lot of fun, and then actually last year on Halloween we went out and uh, what's so we had fun, and there was some there was one really nice couple. They set up a <clears throat> kind of a. You could sit down with them, and they gave hot cider. Oh, nice. They were really neighborly, really friendly. So that was fun. I chatted with them a little bit. So what's interesting, though, is in Vietnam, well, for Vietnamese people, American stuff is way too sweet. A lot of stuff we eat. I can imagine. So the girls really weren't too excited about a lot of the candy. Oh, it was, like, too much for them? Yeah, well, the hard candies they don't like too much. and uh, They like some of the chocolates like any kid, but it's just – it's. And they're they're adjusting now. I think it's been yeah. almost a year over a year and a half. So yeah. they're adjusting to American sweetness, yeah. but they really it's too sweet for yeah. a lot of people. Which when you're <laughs> from somewhere else, that says something.
0: I I do think I know we've maybe talked about this before, but there did come a time. I was I'm curious if if the same happened to you, where I was like any other red blooded American kid. I had a incredible sweet tooth, and I think when I was about like I seem to remember when I was about like age fifteen. I had, uh, I got, like, Captain Crunch cereal, which was, like, one of my favorites. Yes,
1: I liked Captain Crunch,
0: too. And it it was kind of gross. <laughs> like, it was, you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. like, it was way too sweet. When, when you are
1: getting older? Yeah, when I was getting older, about 15. Okay, Age 15, yeah. yeah. Well, I learned my lesson. I had Captain Crunch cereal. I was pretty young, like, probably eight or nine. Yeah. And I put sugar on it. Ugh. It was... Even at that young age, it was just retching because yeah. it it's, it's way sweet already. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you don't add much. sugar to yeah. Captain Crunch. And I,
0: I also lost my, my mm. taste for milk. I don't like mm. milk. That happened maybe more in like
1: my t- late teens or early 20s. Yeah, well, t- childhood tastes yeah. often change. Right. I still have a sweet tooth. i got to yeah. watch that a little bit. Yeah. But uh, but some things are too sweet. Like yeah. I'll have a piece of cake, and the frosting is just too much sugar. Yeah. And I that's a very American thing. Yeah. Americans... We like big Ugh. and sweet and lots of stuff. Yeah. We're, we're pretty spoiled. and we I think maybe we've gone overboard. Well, you, that's yeah. Topic, but <laughs> but so, Halloween brings it out because you go and you ask for candy and you get all this super oh, sweet man. candy. And my little girls from Vietnam weren't did, down with it. Did you ever get sick
0: from eating Halloween candy when you were a kid? No. Be- yeah.
1: Luckily, we had a built-in uh, safety valve. Our older brother... Because my sister and I are somewhat similar age. Yeah. Our older brother is a little bit older. Yeah. He would steal about half our candy. Oh, so man. we couldn't overindulge. Yeah. <laughs> um, I th- I
0: know I know there was one Easter I got sick from, from eating too much chocolate. Uh, or maybe it might have been an illness that I had, but it was combined with the chocolate. And I feel like a couple Halloweens. Because it was interesting. My parents didn't, like, overload our house with sweets. Um, and, I mean, I think they were pretty balanced when I compare it to, like, friends from that time uh but it was interesting like when we did get sweets when we got like donuts or whatever there was no like you can only have one it was kind of like here you go <laughs> and, and i remember yeah, like my older sister would just inhale like so you it was almost a race to so see.
1: you and your younger sister had a fight to keep up a little bit
0: yeah and so it it, it was a situation that lent itself to kind of overdoing it whenever there was anything sweet um you know, and but yeah, I do think there were a couple of Halloween's yeah. where I I think I over I yeah. and I got sick. You know,
1: so kind of a tradition on, on our podcast. You know, I talked about going out with my kids, yeah, and it was a lot of fun. What are you and, doing this year, by the way? Um The little one wants to go out, so okay. we're going to go out. The, the older one is twelve now, and yeah. she's not yeah, sure if not she's going to cool. go or not. <laughs> but uh, you've gone out with your your, your stepdaughter, yeah. Yeah, and, um uh, it's did been, that bring back memories for you or I mean um or does it seem so much different now somehow
0: you know I it does it kind of does seem a little different I don't know why it seemed like it was more feral and wild that's <laughs> true in the 70s and, when I mean
1: it was that's like a long time ago now andy it was only old, like
0: <laughs> little this is this is what always struck me is it was like it was like little kids went with, with their parents and, and I'm talking like little and like, once you hit eight you're on, your oh, own. you're on your own. Oh, you're on your own with a pack of and wild- And you going
1: up and down the streets. Ravenous, and, yeah.
0: sugar-crazed children. Yeah. You know, dodging dodging
1: teenagers that are stealing your candy. Yeah, and, I, yeah. I will admit, you know, um, it was were, there were fewer children, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And the ones that were out there, they're in a gang with a few adults. Yeah. So it's not like in the 70s, maybe probably through the 80s when- Kids would and, kind of run off on their own. And Parents I see, were, are now, and I'm a parent now, and I want to keep an eye on my kids. Yeah. I don't know what about my mentality has changed, because I was running wild at that yeah, age. Yeah. But I want to keep an eye on my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Do, want them running around. And let me ask you, maybe
0: it's just, it's, it's, it's looking at it through the lens of nostalgia. But I seem to remember, the one that really sticks out of my mind was the, it must have been the Halloween of 77. Because I remember there were a lot of like Star Wars mm-hmm. costumes, right. like you know, like kids as like Luke Skywalker with a essentially all you needed to be Luke Skywalker was her toy lightsaber, um, and then like a karate, a karate gi yeah, uniform right, top. Right, right. I mean, For that's a, a Jedi, you know. Jedi yeah, that's robe. essentially. And uh, yeah, I remember a lot more people having more homemade things. I went as a vampire, as the very standard like kind of cape. And Fangs, sort of vampire, mm-hmm. but what I remember is just the streets being loaded with kids. Yeah, just like loaded. We, I,
1: you know what? When I was going through our old podcast, we've said this exact same thing. Did we? Okay, and, yeah. and we said, and I'm going to say exactly what I said in that podcast five years ago. <laughs> yes, there were a lot more kids. Yeah, and uh, and I mentioned it was funny. I, I can remember mentioning that. Um, I'd see kids out trick or treating I'd never seen before. So. Yeah. My thought is, kids from like other school districts were coming. You know, other school district was like four or five blocks away, but there's kids from other school districts. I think in our oh, neighborhood, because yeah. I see, I never seen these kids before. They're about yeah. my age. I would have seen them at my school. Some may have gone to you know like private schools, but I think a lot of those kids were coming from a mile away yeah. <laughs> trick or treating. Well, I do know, uh, you know, kids that from <laughs>
0: kids from neighborhoods that maybe are aren't as. Pro, uh, you know, less prosperous. Yeah, prosperous. Yeah, yeah. They well, do go to prosperous. the, I mean, that is like a standard thing. You go to the richer parts. Yeah, Cause you get well, better candidates. We
1: weren't in the richer neighborhood. We were in yeah, a, that's, that's middle, a middle, middle class. But to some,
0: to some kids that might be a better yeah, place. You'd have yeah. to go pretty far from our neighborhood to find a lower one. <laughs> I think they're just greedy. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I think,
1: you know, like you said, yeah. you know, uh, kids had more freedom. Yeah. They could go trick or treat for like two hours. Oh, yeah. And you could end up a mile from home. <laughs> like when I, I took my kids out last year, we ended up like four or five blocks from home, so that's less than half a mile. Right. But, but if you're really gung-ho, you could go twice as far. That's funny. That's true. That's true. So, But it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I got to – and we're going to go this year, and it's yeah. exciting. And last year we went to a pumpkin patch, yeah. which I thought – I loved it, but the kids didn't. Yeah, They thought it was kind of boring. Yeah, I can see It's that. just a farm to yeah. them. Yeah, But, you know, for me it's the nostalgia of fall time. Right, and right. Pumpkins. Which,
0: and, to them, it's, they don't – have yeah, they, well, yeah. they're from Hanoi. Yeah. so uh,
1: yeah. the seasons are much different. It's pretty much a tropical area, yeah. so much less, if any distinction between the seasons yeah. besides the heat. So in
0: keeping with Halloween, we felt we had to at least talk about something you know ghostly. Or... I insisted on a story. <laughs> so we, we found something and Greg has a little it's a it's a local place. I'm not familiar with it. I've never been there. But um, it's actually gone now. It's gone now. But right. Greg, Greg went there when he was a kid. And came... so, yeah,
1: the place is uh, Martha Washington School for Girls in the south end of Seattle. I think it's kind of by Seward Park. And in junior high, I met some friends from via busing yeah. from the south end. And we would go down there sometimes. I remember walking by there a couple times with my buddies to go play basketball. or whatever. How, did, how did you get there? Did you ride your bike or I, we, took the bus. we took the bus talk oh. about feral kids? Yeah. You know, I was seventh grade. I jumped on a bus and went all the way to South Seattle, wow. which is like, you know, 20 miles away. Wow. And uh, my mom had no problem with it. <laughs> so anyway, you know, uh, when we're young. Try to sur- try to survive until dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way it was. So we walked by this place a few times. And as I recall, and memory's not clear, it was just kind of this secluded building way offset from the road. Yeah. And I think it was a wrought iron fence, like an old-fashioned fence. <laughs> Perfect. And we looked it up online here. And it was built in 21, 1921. And they shut it down in 57. It was kind of like a school for wayward girls, I guess, was what, the way they used to phrase it. Bad kids. It's kind of girls that got in some trouble. And so uh, it was abandoned. For, so they shut down 57. So when I was there in, like, the early 80s, so that was uh, been abandoned for 25 years already at that time. And, yeah, my friends told me, like, hey, uh, that place, we think that's kind of haunted. We don't really go there <laughs> oh man so my friends you know we were just young kids said uh we kind of avoid that place yeah. so uh you know i we're looking through some places locally to talk about and we found this i said oh i have a memory of of martha washington school for kids and uh there was story it had been abandoned so long that there's a lot of vandalism neighbors complained and apparently the rumor according to our website i'll post the link uh included animal sacrifice so that would be a satanist pretty much right or well, some primitive religion or somebody or, mimicking that or
0: some kid who's not right in the head I Jeffrey mean, Dahmer type be, kid yeah it could be a variety of things or it could or be, it could be just somebody rumor. could have stumbled across a raccoon that actually
1: just died, died. yeah <laughs> so it, it could be yeah. any of a number of things i told you
0: i think i've told you about there is a relative sh- by marriage uh once again i won't go into details so as not to embarrass but this woman she claimed this is in Michigan she claimed in one of my visits in the 90s or 2000s that there was baby sacrifice and satanic groups in the neighboring town <laughs> she's a little she's a little bit on the gullible side <laughs> but i remember and i think i even said to her i said uh I think if that was happening you the cops might get involved. Yeah, yeah with that. I think you might know about that. Um
1: but I mean it does say rumor yeah. on the story we're reading. Right. But it it was pretty secluded, as I recall. I think it was set back hundreds of feet. So it yeah. was so if some crazy kid snuck in, they could do some crazy thing like that and yeah. maybe not really get noticed. Oh, yeah. But it was a rumor. But um let's see, did did they say it was actually haunted? Uh well the site we found it on says it's haunted yeah. places in yeah, Seattle. So, right yeah. right. So it was torn down I think in the late 80s early 90s something around that time and it's now the site of a park, Washa- uh, Martha Washington Park. And yeah it says in the uh, story paranormal events supposedly continue to occur there, especially around the old trees that were planted by some of the original residents. Oh, interesting. So anyway, there's some creepy places in Seattle with some hi- history and yeah.
0: uh, Well and that that got us talking um or just talk about it a little bit that you know it, it's interesting we we associate like places that have a certain atmosphere it's almost inevitable they're going to be talked about as being haunted and i come from a part of the country at least for part of my life that's fairly old for this country um i come from, you know connecticut in new england very old for this country and there's a lot of old buildings there a lot of old graves and so forth uh and not to you know not to dwell on it too much, but it's funny. I actually worked in some buildings that were very creepy, very old. They were built in the early 1800s. And um, this is when I was, my first two years of college, uh, I worked at the security office. Um, And that was the the University of Connecticut, that was their law school campus, were were the old, old buildings. But where I had my classes in another campus a few miles away, branch uh, campus, They were actually newer buildings, and that's where, you know, when we first started this podcast, Greg and I talked about our, he had an incident and I had an event. And the thing that happened to me actually happened at these newer buildings. I mean, Mm -hmm. the building it happened outside of, I think, was built in the 60s, so it's not like it was that old. Um, So it's, it's hard to say. It's, you know, I mean, one of the theories about ghosts is that, you know, places that have a lot of things happen, they're going to have some dark things happen or they're going to have some emotionally wrought things happen. And that leaves a kind of impression. That's Mm -hmm. one theory about ghosts is that it's almost like a a battery where it's a charge that's been stored there and then Mm -hmm. gets periodically released when the conditions are right. Um, And I've talked, I know I've talked on the show about, I feel like places
1: have... And that that doesn't necessarily diverge from, yeah, but places have energy. I'm not sure I've shared this story on the podcast before, and it's kind of religious, but, you know, kind of along with this uh, topic of a place, right? So I had a friend stay with me. He was going through a hard time. He stayed in the house, and the house that I live in, I purchased from my, well, my brother and sister when my mom passed. And for years and years, when my mom lived there, she sat in the same place for 25 years she had her spot on the couch yeah. that was always in the same place in the house. Yeah. And um my mom had a, a element of faith. She prayed a lot and stuff. So and you know, I imagine she prayed there. So anyway, this friend of mine was also spiritual, you say Christian man. Yeah. And uh he he would at night he couldn't sleep and stuff. He, he had a lot of problems. Yeah. And he would pace the house. Yeah. And one day he came up to me and said, Greg, what is this spot? And I think the spot was a table or something. Yeah. or uh, well, There was no chair or anything there. He said, yeah. what is it about this spot? I feel like there's something here. I feel it. I forget exactly how he worded it, but like yeah. there's an energy or there's something here. And I said, oh, my mom sat there for years and years and years yeah. and probably prayed. She loved us. Yeah, She, she prayed for her kids a lot, right? Yeah. I'm sure most mothers do. Yeah. And um, so so as far as like this, and that was like a very micro spot, right? That's right. like- a spot, right. a a yeah. spot on a couch. So I, I do believe that spots can be impressed with, yeah. with energy. And you know, some of the, the kind of scariest ghost stories or the most recurring are places associated with slavery, down oh. in like New Orleans, right? Well, I got, I'll tell you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like you know, the slave trade was horrific. Yeah. they would strip children from their mother. Can you imagine that? So like you're talking about the mental energy. Yeah. So the, the trauma and horror of having your child stripped from you yeah, and that, that's, that's part of that, right? Well, that the the, the well, slave areas, those old slavery, the, the town that I
0: lived in, you know, there were, there was no shortage of old creepy places that mm. had stories about them being haunted. And, um, you know, just because of the stories and the atmospheric presence of those, those places, I, you know, that always freaked me out as a kid. Um, my family moved to that town from Michigan. They moved to that town in Connecticut in 1979. And what was interesting is there was a historical, there's a little historical section is where the historical society is in a colonial house Mm -hmm. and they preserve this area. And, um, and uh, the, uh, and it's called the Masako plantation, I think if I remember correctly, and this is what's interesting. You know, when we think of slavery in this country, we think of it as in the South. Yep, South of the Mason Dixon line. But it was pretty much everywhere at a certain point. Early on. Early on. Yeah, early. And early on. one of the things that uh, what my town was known for was growing tobacco, which is also something that, that people don't think of. Yeah, when you,
1: you told me this years ago, I yeah, it was shocking. Like, and, how do you grow tobacco in Connecticut? And is
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that what's what's some, what's kind of interesting. Is so there were tobacco fields all over the place, and there was still functioning tobacco farms when I lived there, and I would I would oh. assume they're still there. Wow, they still might be there. In fact, it was funny that was one of the places if you were young because of the agricultural allowances for hiring kids under mm-hmm. working age. Oh, yeah, you if you really wanted money when you were a kid, you could pick tobacco. Oh at my this god, place.
1: in Connecticut, in
0: Connecticut. Yeah, and I'll tell you the tobacco plants are so resilient that. You know, I lived in a very suburban neighborhood, but historically that had been tobacco fields. And um, if you didn't mow your lawn or whatever, the tobacco plants would start growing back <laughs> up. So they're they're a weed, essentially. Yeah. You know, so they're pretty resilient. Um, but so at any rate, this 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 preserved historical place that, you know, kids would go to and everything. That was the place I'm telling you, Greg, that gave me the heebie-jeebies the most and out of all the the other places and they're really as far as i know i don't remember i heard about hauntings at other places around town yeah and and in fact like one of those ghost shows actually visited one of the places in my town um but those places didn't bother me as much as this plantation spot no it was a former plant plant Plantation? yeah yeah and it had been and they just it preserved? preserved it okay like historically right right and and they had a there's like a colonial era building there that's where the the town historical society mm-hmm. is
1: and i don't know why that now place did you ever find the... out was there slavery
0: oh yeah they definitely had slaves there
1: yeah african slaves or uh, I, european slaves you no know, that's a good or, question yeah, Native, Native because American there were slaves. the indentured servants i don't think right. they were treated as badly right but they were kind of slaves uh, at least for a limited time right uh, if you're indentured servant you have to do this work you know, for free that's, for that's actually some a very that's a very good
0: question <laughs> because I don't that I don't have yeah, the answer yeah. to, and but I just always assume that they were they were slaves of yeah. African origin and I, yeah. you know I
1: know there were blacks obviously in the uh, colonial area in the north yeah, yeah. but not a lot I, probably um I more know. more than you think you know yeah.
0: one of the things I don't know if a lot of people know about is that the the Boston Massacre uh. You know, you hear about the guys Christmas. What was his name? Christmas Addicts. He had a strange yeah, name. Crispin Christmas, or something. I think he was a free free yeah. black man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not saying they are unheard yeah. of, but
1: I think because Africans ended up in America through uh, the slave trade, yeah. typically, right? Yeah. So and they ended up in the South, typically, also. Yeah. But yeah. some got free, and not all, everyone that
0: came over was. A slave. And I think in the North they they freed the you know the, the, yeah. the slaves earlier, but yeah yeah no this this place definitely had slaves. It definitely I mean in from my feeling about it, is it had some dark, dark yeah. history in well, there.
1: Yeah. So. And things were just tougher and rougher back in those yeah. days, right? Yeah. I mean, there was more violence, less law. Yeah. Probably. But
0: that place, that yeah. place from the get-go, from when my family moved there, always creeped me out. Yeah. I did not like being around that place.
1: Yeah, I can't. I wish I could think of the similar spot. Yeah. Where like, oh, that creeps me out. The only kind of similar story is. When I was a freshman or sophomore in high school, I'd ride my bike to my friend's house. And he was a couple miles away, but I had to go by the Washelli Cemetery in North Seattle. (laughs) And I was a little creeped out just by the fact it was a cemetery. And it was probably just the fact it was a cemetery. It wasn't like a ghost chasing me. I I definitely wasn't a ghost. But, you you know, when you're that, especially when you're younger, you can let your imagination kind of race. And I just went as fast as I could (laughs) to get home. There's a stretch from Meridian to Aurora. And then even Aurora's borders the um, cemeteries. Oh yeah. But at least there's cars and right, people. Right. But that little stretch from Meridian over when you're heading west yeah. to Aurora, it's pretty dark in those days. It was dark and not a lot of apartments. Now there's yeah. tons of apartments there. Yeah. But, so I just wanted to get over to and Aurora. there's something there is something about like
0: walking or riding your
1: bike at
0: night in the dark with nobody else around. When you're a kid <laughs> yes. it's just so yes. scary. Um I think there's I think it's an Arthur Conan Doyle story called The Mummy which is essentially like a pursuit. It's just not. It's a non-Sherlock Holmes story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially a pursuit story of like a guy who's being kind of chased by the this mummy. Oh, yeah. And be- uh, I, I may be getting some details incorrect, but there there is that thing. I mean, did you do this when you were a kid where you were in the dark where you were like, don't look behind you. Oh, don't yes. look behind oh, you. Oh, yes. Because you were convinced if you look behind
1: you, there'd be something there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And well, I guess that you... This brought up a couple of memories. So when I was young, uh, seventh grade, eighth grade, I had a paper out down in Carkeek Park. Yeah. And Carkeek Park, if you you've been there, yeah. part of that road when you first go down, and for most of the way, it's pretty wooded, and yeah. it's almost like you're in the woods. Yeah. I mean, you see some houses. Yeah, and stuff, it's pretty. But, it's pretty wooded. So yeah. I was seventh grade. I would go like uh, probably about half mile down that road, and I'd go down deliver my papers. And I'd be steady. Yeah. You know, psychologically, I think hey, I'm doing my job. Doing my job. Since as as I've delivered that last paper, I wanted to get home. Yeah, and home was up a hill about a mile <laughs> away. Yeah, so uh, I would go pretty fast going home. Sometimes I would see a raccoon. Yep. I think I saw uh, a coyote. Yeah. But doing that week after week. Yeah. When we had our, we had a, a school wide race, like a half mile run, yeah. and I was second place in that race <laughs> of the whole school. Because I was racing up that hill <laughs> to get away from the raccoons you got and coyotes. The fear exercise, yeah, 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 and uh, and just kind of incidentally, um, about a week ago, I was walking. My office is in Redmond. Mm. Walking at lunchtime, and I saw. Uh, I thought it was a bunny rabbit. I said, yeah. "Oh, you know, I like to see those yeah. things." So I look, and it was a coyote. Yeah, and then it saw. Really? The, it, they saw the coyote. Saw I was seeing it. not a fox, a coyote. Yeah, coyote. there's. Yeah. I don't think there's many foxes, if oh, okay. any foxes out here. They're coyotes, yeah. and there's no wolves yeah. in Seattle. So I saw it and it, it, when it saw me seeing it, it just, it was very skittish yeah. and it was small. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a female or a juvenile. Yeah. And then, so it went up the road and I kind of wanted to keep an eye on it and it just kept going. It wanted out. So I don't know if it got kind of lost and got into a suburban area and that's where the office is kind of a suburban area. Interesting. But yeah, I, I haven't seen many coyotes. I mean, they're out there and about a year ago I saw a coyote down in Karki Park. Yeah. And it was nowhere as near of skittish. Yeah. And it was much bigger. Yeah. Because I was with my dog in Carquique, Yeah. And we saw it, and I said, whoa, 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 yeah. the dog. And I would think that my dog would scare the coyote, but the coyote kind of just looked at me and kind of just yeah. took a gander and just kind of trotted off. It wasn't yeah. like this one I saw recently. was It was running yeah. like the wind. Huh. So. It's anyway. probably
0: doing a calculation if you guys would make a good meal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the big one in Karkik, maybe. But yeah. The small one in uh, Redmond was just spooked. Yeah. So Interesting. Well, that's kind of somewhat creepy yeah. for Halloween, yeah, encountering wildlife. And I remember, gosh, in going through the episodes, I think it was one of our earlier episodes, 09 or 10, yeah. when we started 09 and 10. Remember when the black bear was in Seattle? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a black bear yeah. in uh, Discovery Park, yeah. and then it made its way through Seattle up through Linwood. I mean, it went all the well, way through our urban area.
0: You know, that's that's something when I see on Facebook, the the friends and so forth that live live still live in the area that i lived in in connecticut there's a lot of postings about bears mm. and i did not see what i don't even you know i don't think i've ever seen a bear in, in the that wild area in the wild or, period or in, my, in my experience yeah now and, there's bears in simsbury well well there are now apparently because the, you know people are posting pictures of them and everything and we used to play i mean as you, i'm sure you did too we used to play and hang out in the woods all the time. So you would have think I would have seen, yeah. like,
1: one bear. Yeah, has something changed between the 70s and 80s and now? Like, yeah. are, is bear hunting, was it allowed back then? Well, so there were and fewer they also bears? might be ch- chased out of their, their habitats, as yeah, yeah. so, growth yeah. continues. Yeah,
0: so. Um, but you would have think we would have seen one or two. Yeah. Yeah
1: yes yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting so i think that's about what yeah, we we're gonna cover, keep it short because yeah, we're, well, we're bringing it back we always think it's going to be short and i think that was at least 40 minutes or 45 minutes okay, that's not minutes. too bad for us, that for us that's short for us that's right and maybe you'll edit it down a little bit
0: um but at any rate yeah uh yeah we wanted to get one out there before halloween had arrived and we'll probably make post it right at about halloween yes i'm gonna endeavor
1: we got the website ready to go i gotta yeah. edit this yeah. Because we say a lot of ums and ahs, yeah. and uh, get it posted, and then uh, tell our friends and family, "Hey, we got another Halloween episode." And yeah, I've, I've, I've got a. I know Greg's got a couple ideas.
0: I got a couple ideas on how to maybe breathe a little bit of new life into the into the podcast. You know, some experiments that we can try around try with it. Um, but until
1: then, we're going to sign off. Episode thirty, Rain City Bunker. Happy Halloween.